Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Untitled Nick Cage Show, where we are going through the entire back catalog, for better or for worse. We'll see which one it was today. Of oh, the- are, are we? Are we? I mean, I am present. <laughs> Don't diminish my, diminish my accomplishments. I've not been drinking, I swear. <laughs> Don't diminish my accomplishments. But yes, we are going through the back catalog of one Nicholas Cage's filmography. And I'm your host, Rachel. And joining me is the excellent host. That <laughs> this week is doing the most, the one and only Larry. <laughs> I appreciate it because usually I, when we do these, I'm like the bringer in and I listen to your other episodes and you always have such lovely non sequiturs for your host. <laughs> I do. <laughs> you do. Know. I can derail a non sequitur with the best of them. If, if there was an Olympic sport for non sequiturs, I'd be doing all gold, all gold all the time. <laughs> How have you been? I've been good. I yeah, I've been pretty good. Just like hanging in there, doing life. Um, had a today. I booked a cabin for our next excursion this year, which I'm very very excited about. I did a little recon. I went to the town because I'd never been before to scope it out, and I think it's going to be really cool. Like if it's warm enough, we can do like lazy river stuff where we float on inner oh, tubes and get drunk. Devin would love to do that. That'd be a blast. I had a delicious sandwich there, so I ten out of ten on sandwiches <laughs> and we have pizza delivered that's the big question yeah, michigan I, did not have that option you know what and they're like so chicago style adjacent you know like you'd think I michigan would just be chock-a-block with pizza opportunity but no i just like did a quick yelp and there was like six <laughs> pizza places in this town so we we're gonna be up to our eyeballs and pepperoni <laughs> <laughs> what <laughs> Nothing. I'm just. I'm just happy. I'm just happy recording. Like we. I know. Yeah. If people want to know, we we had to delay it. I had a interesting medical thing pop up. I talked about pop that. Pop up. <laughs> okay, <you> <laughs> now uh, it made me feel old and uh, decrepit all at the same time. But oh. no, I'm excited to get this review. It's for the boy in blue. Yes. We'll talk about the details later on. Yes. So I'm excited to get this one kind of done because we have a really fun slate coming up. Yes. Yes, we do. You broke it down for me and I was like, hey, I want to be on that podcast. That sounds fun. <laughs> but before we get into that, I have it on our recording sheet. Um, mm-hmm. Matilda and you yes. introduced me to the maintenance phase. <laughs> yes. Yes. And- the long game of trying to talk you into listening to that podcast came to fruition. And now you're like 80 episodes deep. I, I am. I'm like, I'm like over halfway done. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's so good. Mm-hmm. It's, it's remarkably good. Have you ever had, like, have you ever met Audrey before or anything? No, but I've been thinking about trying to reach out. As like a queer lady, I feel like maybe I have like an in that I could get her to talk to me. I don't know. I, I don't know. Should. I would love to listen to that conversation. I, I mm-hmm. find I find their conversations to be so refreshing. Like mm-hmm. people who know before like things got real crazy. I used to listen to Rogan because I liked <laughs> He had Bernie on, and I was like, oh, this was actually, yeah. Bernie got to talk for a little bit, and that was mm-hmm. kind of like the hook for me. Yeah. And then that went sideways. So I was looking for- I don't know nice what thing. you're talking about. <laughs> so I've been like looking for like a nice, like, like, not current affairs, because I listen to Chapo, but that's- Yeah. You know. Yeah. 
dirtbag. So yeah. I, I wanted something a little <laughs> bit more constructive. And no, it is care love. For boys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I I have shared it with a couple of my friends in med school and they mm-hmm. a couple of episodes and they've really liked them. Interesting. Because yeah, they're uh, a little bit the 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 enemy. <laughs> well, I'm gonna my, 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 say his name, but my friend, he's in med school. He has two years left and he has even said that he knows that there's like a lot of bias. Of and course. like the school teaches it, but he says a lot of the yeah. old guard fight it. Hmm. And but the episode I shared with him, uh, his father-in-law tried to go on the master cleanse. Oh lord! And so I actually read that. Book <laughs> oh lord! Stephen had the booklet, oh. and I was and I was trying to convince Stephen to see which of us could stay on it the longest. Oh my! Oh we my god! It, oh my god! <laughs> Oh my god. You are such a troll. You are such a troll. Did you ever watch that show The League? Yes. Do you remember when they had the like Fitbit challenge and it was just one of them jerking off? Like I figured you would have some master cleanse equivalent where you like work the system and come out victorious, but really you're just masturbating. <laughs> yeah. It's... Oh. Yeah, I'm glad you finally checked it out because I felt like it was something that was perfect for you. And this is, I think, true of any listeners of this resonates. You should definitely check out Maintenance Phase is that it was conversations about not just fatness, but wellness and health um, from a perspective that is the one that you never, ever hear. It is science based for the most part, from people who are like science literate. So they are fun and funny, but they also, they're not just talking, they talk about feelings, but they have an evidence-based approach to what they're talking about. And I was like, if they made it in a lab, I don't know, it could be more perfect for Larry. I just need to get you over the hump of checking it out. And I speak as someone who, you know, Matilda spent a long time talking me into like finally getting around and listening to it. And there was like, I don't remember what the like gateway episode was for me. But then like, once you're in, it's like the Illuminati, you're freaking in. Now I'm like, I've listened to every episode of his one of his spinoff podcasts. I'm now on to another one. I'm getting the books. Like once you once you go down this rabbit hole, you can't you can't you just like it's it's so good. It's just so good. Yeah, I like he's very good, but I, I think mm-hmm. Audrey is the one who kind of catches me the most because as yeah, someone who like is a fat activist and who has kind of lived through a lot of these things, like. Mm-hmm. Not only is she incredibly smart, incredibly knowledgeable, incredibly literate in the material, not just like her side, but all sides, mm-hmm. like having someone from that perspective yeah. give you that viewpoint, it's it's truly powerful. Like the the obesity epidemic one where she was talking about being afraid. Of, like I've, Obviously, we've all seen like the, the footage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, I'm a bigger guy, but like not I've never really thought about that before because I'm not like that bigger you know what i mean mm-hmm. and i just couldn't like imagine. they wouldn't exploit your body like your body is yeah, below the exploitation line yeah yeah, yeah totally and it, totally and it was just i just had never thought about it before and it's so disgusting and i think me you and matilda all listened to their new episode that came out on i was wondering if this was going to be your cage rage <laughs> so i was surprised it was so high up on the docket i was like oh i thought for sure you were going in <laughs> I'm not even mad. I'm just like sad. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. 
Yeah. Well, for context, we should tell the listeners what you're talking about, which uh, so we're talking about the Maintenance Fades podcast. And the episode that came out today was specifically about the American Academic of Pediatrics uh, new guidelines for childhood obesity that included um, weight loss drugs for children, I think, as young as four and bariatric surgery for kids, I think roughly that age as well. I think um, eight was the, eight. the number they said, but I know, but I know yeah. that Audrey said that she, when she was writing about it in her recent book, that she covered a case where a child of three, three, and I literally almost three. pulled my car over. Kid still needs a nightlight, and they're they're amputating a part of his stomach. That's three, it's three, yeah. I'm curious, and not that it changes your emotional experience, but do you feel like you have a greater understanding of why people who took issue with the whale maybe struggled with that? 100%. Yeah. I, I, I definitely do. And I mean, even after just talking to you, which is why I like talking to you about this kind of stuff, is like when I went and watched the whale and I left, one, people don't know I'm a giant Brendan Fraser fan. He's probably I mean, he's the my, best. The yeah, best. So, like, him and Cage are up there on a plateau by themselves. And his performance in that resonated to me, not because he was a fat man dying in a fat body. I I have family members who kind of drank themselves to death and you watch mm -hmm. that. So I even told you, like when I watched it, that's what I saw. Yeah. More, but I can absolutely understand why that would be perceived from fat people or fat activists, how that, that would kind of affect them. And it's just something that I it's a perspective I never would have had, mm -hmm. but I, I get it. I, I, I totally get it. So mm -hmm. I still hope yeah. he wins the Oscar, but the movie. I mean, I love him. I hope it just like opens up a million opportunities for him to do like incredible things. Cause dude, dude has the chops. Like he's so charming. Yeah. He's such a skilled actor. Like he deserves to show off that ability in a better movie. <laughs> Because, like, I'll just say one thing and then we'll move on. Okay. It's not possible to actually eat yourself to death. <laughs> it's not like alcoholism where you you can't just eat enough buckets of chicken that you'll die. Just I just unless literally you burst your stomach. Um, yes. But that's or that's you, actually not you, a thing. It's just like choke. it's rooted and, in stigma. Like that's, yeah, that's it that's for the listeners. That, yeah. And that's something that she said in the podcast, too, is right. Like no one talks about that. How obesity isn't a cause of death. It's a. There are comorbidities and people chalk it up to obesity. Yeah. And I never yeah. thought about it that way before. Right. Right. How and why would you? Why would yeah. you? Like it's certainly not a perspective that you were ever like had the opportunity to hear. You know what I mean? Like yeah. there is there is one narrative about fatness and Yeah, but I, I yeah. picked up her book and I'm planning on yeah. reading it here soon. I'm finishing up. I think I mentioned to you last time it was Dead Blondes and Bad Mothers. Mm, yes. How was that? You need to read it. I have like 50 pages left. You need okay. to read it. All right. Let me see if it's up my, in my library. It's, I didn't do it for a Nick, like a forcing mm -hmm. um, because I know that your time is, <laughs> it's hard. I had I, to I, listen to 900 episodes of Maintenance Phase, Larry, <laughs> but I'm now done with it. So my, my schedule just opened up. <laughs> but it is, uh, it's really well done. And not only that, there was a concern of mine because it's talking about like a feminist perspective of women in like literature and horror in, gen in general, but it's trans inclusive. Mm, that's it's awesome. It's very clear that trans women are women and there are women who can get yeah. pregnant and women who have periods and who don't have periods. And mm -hmm. I thought that that, 
I didn't know what to expect. I didn't know anything about it. I just heard it was a really good like look at women in horror. Mm. Uh, but she is inclusive in that manner too. So I, I've been really That's enjoying good. it. That's good. Cause miss me on that turf shit. Yeah. Um, okay. So d- uh, they didn't have it at my library. So I'm going to see, I have some credits to, to burn. <laughs> so let's see. Apparently she's from Ohio. The author is so. Hey. Yeah. Dead blondes and bad mothers, monstrosity, patriarchy, and the fear of female power. <laughs> we'll be adding to library view and library complete. <laughs> that is re- the jam. Yeah, it's really well researched. Like she has footnotes and endnotes and like bigger citations at the end. It's it's really well done. So that's good. That's good. I've been, okay. I've been slogging my way through men, women, and chainsaws for like two years. What is that? Oh, have you never read Men, Women, and Chainsaws? It is like mm. the definitive, like it was the first book about your favorite <laughs> slashers and feminism. And and yeah, it is, it's sort of a, con- it, it's, it, she's the person that coined the phrase final girl. It comes from that book. Really? Yeah. Well, I will have to add that to my running monster list. I mean, it's, it's a little academic. It's not super, super academic, but it is a little academic. And like some of it I think is right on. Some of it I, I, I feel like we, the, the, the politics have moved on. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think you would actually think it's really interesting. Yeah. Cool. Well, yeah, I, I'm trying to do one nonfiction book a month. So. I'm well, so you are trash. better reader than I, because I'm like, is there some young adult trash, maybe uh, with a spooky edge <laughs> that I could get into? Like, because I'm going to do something hard. Actually, right now I'm trying to get through the power as well. I just started it because that that series is coming out mm-hmm. and it's about this is in it's young adults, but it's about their every teenage girl develops like the ability to like basically shoot electricity out of their hands and okay. you know that's kind of x mini whatever but what it's about is the way that that changes the balance of power in the world that suddenly the most literally powerful people on the planet are teenage girls that's and so actually- that's really interesting yeah and there's a series coming out that has awali'i caravallo um, AKA Moana. Most people know her as Moana and oh, uh, Tony okay. Collette coming to Amazon prime. So uh, needless to say, my requests for that junket are in <laughs> <laughs> it's like an excuse to talk to Tony Collette. Oh my God. So we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. All right. Perfect. Do you want to do some breaking cage news? Hell yeah. Let's get into it. Is that what we do here on the untitled Nick Cage show? <laughs> talk about Nick Cage. That's crazy. That's crazy. <laughs> so mine is very short. I see I actually have an article, so I'll do mine first. Yes. I did not know that Nick Cage was previously married to Lisa Marie Presley. Yes. All right. Rest in power, Lisa Marie. Yes. Uh, yeah. I mean, it was very, very brief. It was like one of those whirlwind romances that he has, I think, had like right after he was married to Patricia Arquette. Um, he was married were... to Patricia Arquette? Oh, yeah. For like several years. That was like I... one of the big ones. I did not know that. Okay. Yeah. I mean, Nick Cage is... He's had some wives. <laughs> I don't know how else to say it. I was trying to think of a softer way, but he's like full Henry the Eighth in it, minus the, you know, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> those awkward beheadings. Um, <laughs> but yeah, they were married for like only a few months. It was like a whirlwind okay. romance. They got married in Hawaii and then were separated like after four months of being married. And it took like a year and a half for them to get divorced. And it was like 
they were both like pretty sad, but they were both agreed they like never should have gotten married. She didn't have the best luck because she was also married to Michael Jackson. So I knew that one. I didn't yeah. know that. And and that kind of the thing that kind of blew my mind is that I went to Google to like look up Nick Cage articles. This was a couple weeks ago now, but mm-hmm. it happens a lot where it's like she was defined by her husbands because I saw like Michael Jackson or her dad or Nick Cage is like Lisa Marie Presley was a person who did things too. Yeah, like I don't know. I, I that's something I, mean, I kind of noticed a lot shadow. recently, and I hate it. I hate that. Yeah. No, I mean, it's pretty common. But I mean, to be fair, like, I don't know that there's a much bigger shadow than Elvis Presley. That's tough. That's tough. Or Michael Jackson or Nick Cage. I mean, it's interesting that these are sort of the men that were in her orbit that she was drawn to that I think you can draw a parallel to the fact that her father was uh, Elvis Presley on a couple of levels, like one thing that like it puts her in particular circles. But I also think it makes her a made her a very specific sort of fetish item for some men like the cachet of uh, being elvis presley's daughter like nick cage was like obsessed with elvis presley like he played like he didn't play him but he like wore some elvis stuff and was like collected a bunch of elvis stuff and so i i kind of always felt like people didn't necessarily always see her as an individual but kind of this the ultimate collector's item which is really sad and i hope that ultimately she found a partner that i don't know that that saw her differently like maybe keo who she had riley with i don't know yeah i'm just very sensitive because i I think i read that one and then i also read i I mentioned it the the mothman book that ended up being like a feminist like battle cry you need to send me the information for that because that's another one in a couple of in diagrams that i i told devin she needed to read it and she read it in a night and then she was ready to go to war against men (laughs) like it was all right what is it called you're talking about it you got to tell the listeners what it is yes i'm so sorry i'm so bad at that let me pull my story graph but basically i i'm on my tiktok is puppies and books (laughs) so i get a lot of i found a lot of these books through um my reading and let me see my currently reading my reading journal i just finished it i'm also reading twilight right now don't judge me i'm finding i'm, I'm finding it hard not to larry <laughs> i'm on new moon and all i can think of is i read this in high school i haven't read it since god every single character in that book sucks they are all just not good I mean, people bella's personality is i'm clumsy i'm clumsy and yeah <laughs> it's called below <laughs> below okay below by, by laurel hightower it's about 106 pages so it's a really short read um and it's an indie book but basically a woman who was recently divorced is driving to meet her friends um on a west virginia highway and things start kind of going sideways Ooh. I will say, if you're interested, if you like cryptids, if you like Monster of the Week X Files episodes, if you are at all against the patriarchy, <laughs> and also if you were a fan of The Descent, oh, this is the perfect kind of book to have a, a cup of tea, turn the lights out, and read it one night. It is okay. Can I drink coffee because tea is ass? Yes. <laughs> All right. <laughs> you don't like you don't like oolong. I do. You know what? I say that I don't like. I would never have a hot cup of oolong, but like 
an, that's something I'll get you while you're here. <clears throat> when you come to visit, we're going to go get cheese. We're going to get Ulan cheese tea. That's right. You talked about that before. Yes, 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 yes. Of course. Going to Happy Lemon. Get ready. <laughs> Your life's about to change. I'm very excited because I was obviously, you know, afraid of flying and you have gave me the pep talk I needed. All right. My news. Yes. Okay. So this is actually very exciting to me. I saw okay. this and I was like, what? I am so excited for this upcoming movie. This one is probably going to have to jump the line when it comes out because okay. of everybody who is involved with it. So have you heard of the film Long Legs? Outside of seeing it on our note sheet, no. I did not okay. the link because I wanted to be surprised. Yeah, I didn't know about this, but the news came out with a different casting, which is but it came up like in my Google alert, right? Micah Monroe, who was an actor that I love, who was in It Follows. She was oh, in, okay. yeah, yeah, she was in, um, what's the one with this, with the, the guest? She was really great in The Guest. Oh, you got to see The Guest. Anyway, we'll get into that later. Okay. Um, so she has officially signed on to a new film called Long Legs. And the second thing about it that's very exciting to me is that it is being directed by Osgood Perkins. Are you familiar with the works of Osgood Perkins? Okay, mm. Osgood Perkins is one of those horror directors that whenever he has something coming out, my eyeballs will feast upon it. He okay. did um, The Black Coat's Daughter. He did uh, Gretel and Hansel. He did um, The Pretty Thing That Lives in This House. He does very moody art house horror. He is the son of Anthony Perkins. Uh, if you watched Queer for Fear, he talks about his father in that. And it's like he tells like beautiful stories about his father plug 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 for queer for fear on shutter if you haven't watched it you should absolutely watch it Is um Anthony perkins that's Psycho, norman bates right? yeah norman bates yeah, yeah okay, correct okay. yeah um he also was if you've ever seen legally blonde he's like yeah. the weird guy <laughs> that hangs out with them he's he was in he was the director in the opening bit of nope this the, last year oh okay so that's osgood perkins and he makes fucking fantastic beautiful weird art house movies so okay. micah monroe and osgood perkins i'm already in the third element is nicholas cage will be starring in it and he will be starring in it as an elusive serial killer okay yes I'm okay in. yeah right correct this I, is I, correct. i've never seen his movies but when you start describing moody art house horror oh, you got me you should watch the black coat's daughter it's like it's like they took it out of the 70s it's so good it's like girl it's a uh girl school it has um julia roberts's niece in it what is emma her name roberts. it has emma roberts in it um I love it's there's like a couple it's very slow and quiet and freezing cold um but there are two visuals from it that like haunt me um, and then Gretel and Hansel is like a twist on that fairy tale. And it is so beautiful. It is so beautiful. That's um, one I think I might have heard of. Yeah. I mean, it, it like had a theatrical. I, yeah. I think it's the one that was like kind of his biggest movie. Okay. Um, I loved it. It's a, it's like a divisive film. I, it's so like, it's such a vibe and like his aesthetics are 10 out of 10 um i want to live in the creepy witch house so bad um highly recommend if you have not if you if you didn't take a chance on gretel and hansel you should check it out it's really good okay. um so here is the synopsis and then we'll move forward uh fbi agent lee harker micah monroe okay. is 
uh, is a gifted new recruit assigned to an unsolved case of an elusive serial killer, which I mean, like big sounds of the lambs vibes here, mm -hmm. who is, of course, played by Cage. A case that takes complex turns unearthing evidence of the occult. Hello. Harker discovers a personal connection to the merciless killer and must race against time to stop him before he claims the lives of another innocent family. I'm in. I mean, I'm a sucker for Silence of the Lambs. Oh, so. yes. That is a top that is a top three for me. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I cool. Okay, yeah, I have no problem moving that up. I, I think doing the new stuff is fun because I yeah. I think what kind of started this conversation when the podcast even started was uh Color Out of Space. Yeah. Yeah, many, I think many moons ago. Yeah. God, that was a really long time. Although I'm excited to revisit that. That is a good one. Even though I know that the new director is a little controversial now. Oh really? Yeah, he's the worst. We'll get there. People don't suck. Yeah, like just just like <laughs> don't you, suck. Like just your pants when you close them just keep them that way it's okay it's okay just keep them on right. snapped and buttoned and button flied and velcroed whatever you need to do just close the gate and keep it closed um last thing cage has yeah. recently said that his character in the film is like a quote possessed geppetto i don't know what that means i don't know what that means either is he a doll maker <laughs> is he like hollowing out like I don't know, but I want to find out. Did you see Dead Silence, James Wan's puppet movie? Uh, yes, of course I saw that shit's, movie. Shit's terrifying. I don't like puppets. I blame it on Slappy from Goosebumps. Yeah, you know Slap. You know Slappy, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, okay. I was just letting you letting you air it out. Like that is a movie that when it came out, people hated on it, and I was like, "You guys are insane." And yeah, the culture has caught up to the geniuses like us that liked it from the start. Yeah. That movie is great. Mary Shaw yeah. is scary as hell, and that ending is awesome. I could not agree with you more. Thank you. One, yeah. Well, that didn't hold up, though, was Darkness Falls. Oh, really? I saw that in the theater and never saw it Did again. You really? Yeah. I it for a birthday party when I was a kid. We watched it on VHS. That opening was scary. That's what I remember most yes. about it. Yeah, and it scared the living shit out of me. And then I went back and watched it five six years ago it's not good no <laughs> okay not... you know what i'm not gonna watch it again i'm gonna preserve my memory hold that, of it yes i'm gonna hold on to it yeah it's why sure. i've never gone back to watch like wrong turn because the first one terrified me i haven't watched oh. any of the sequels or anything and it's i feel like that one's not gonna hold on that's one of my my shame holes i have not seen any of the wrong turn movies supposedly like the second one is the best one though if it be, maybe after Final Destination we can do those because I have I've only seen the first one. <laughs> we gotta get the first. We gotta actually watch the Final Destination. Everybody needs to like take their vitamins. <laughs> we just had like a plague sweep across the podcast <laughs> since we said we were gonna start that. <laughs> I was happy because this time it wasn't me. I was just ecstatic because it right? was not me this time. I know it's me <laughs> this time because aren't we supposed to record it this week? We mentioned it, but I thought Mars said she couldn't do it. Oh, right. Oh, That's right. Out. It's Mars's fault, and I am yeah. very available and definitely didn't make other plans. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, it's not my fault. It's the only <laughs> night that they're doing the press screening for Scream 6, so I gotta do it. You gotta let me know how that is. I will. I will let you know. I'll do the emoji review. Um, you guys, and... you can honestly tell me. Like, So the biggest thing I was telling Jay, like, I, I don't want to give it my money. And so like, right. if it came out on like, streaming, I would do it, but like, there's someone there's someone who I'm like 98% sure is going to be in this movie. And that's like the hard part. 
Interesting. I wonder who it is. I heard somebody. Well, I heard somebody's theory of who. um, Stu. Oh, you think he's going to show up in this one? I mean, we all thought he was going to show up in the last one because they like shot at his house. Yeah. I think he's back. And it just makes me more mad because how are you going to bring back the original killer and not the final girl who's still alive and canon? Okay. So the person, do you want to hear who someone said they think the killer is? They're pretty convinced it's Kirby. Really? It could be Kirby and Stu. I don't know. I mean, here's the thing is like, this is the fun of it, right? This is like what the best part of Scream is, is the like whodunit aspect. So, but I won't, I will not spoil it for you because A, I had to sign an NDA. So legally I cannot spoil it for you, (laughs) but also I wouldn't do that to you. But I will tell you like, if this is one that you maybe can get over your, or if it's not worth like even a, approaching that's what i want to know like if if you watch it and and you're like it's it really is good and they don't like bury sydney because that's my big fear she's gonna get fridged (laughs) yeah that's a reasonable fear that is a reason i'm concerned that they're gonna fridge her as well and if they do i'm gonna be pretty butthurt about it yeah Hmm. but i mean and you know you got me like one of the coolest things in my collection is the scream thing you got me i love scream particularly one and two Mm-hmm. And I just I can't do it without Sydney. I know and the reason why Nev isn't in there is just yeah, it's so pathetic. Movie Does it just... help you have empathy for my position on the treatment of uh, Laurie Strode? Yeah, yeah. Like it, it when it hurts, it, like it cuts like way deeper than you think it would. So like yeah. it made me like an unreasonable maniac about it. But like you get it, like it cuts yeah. deep. Like you, that connection is deep. I totally get it, and because like I, I think in the moment I haven't gone back and rewatched Kills, and I honestly don't have a really a desire like, to. Like I mean, <laughs> but, I'm, I'm at peace with it. <laughs> yeah, I think it's like for me is like I was happy that she was safe. Maybe I think part of me because like knowing that she was in the hospital That's and stuck fair. there, I think that was part of it because I have seen her character like so fucked along the way and i was like well at least yeah. at least she can't get hurt in the hospital like she, yeah. she's gonna make it to the next one yeah that's but, true but no that's true. but I, I i totally get it and because like the laurie strode that i like is the one from halloween and halloween 2 and h2o like mm-hmm. and halloween 2018 like i was like the laurie strode 2018 is the best one though <laughs> I, I, I am a sucker for h2o i think it's josh hartman I, I think I need to rewatch that. that. I saw it like when it came out and never saw it again. And I thought I, I, I maybe I actually haven't even seen it because I was sure that Laurie Strode died in it. And that's why I never wanted to watch it again. But I guess that's it's... not true. That's the next one. Yeah, that turns into like a Blair Witch found footage live yeah. streaming thing with a Kung Fu match between uh, Ice-T. Busta Rhymes? Busta Rhymes. Busta, thank yeah. you. I forgot who was in the movie. Busta Rhymes and Michael Myers. Mm. <laughs> I'm sorry about it. <laughs> Speaking of bad movies, do you want to yes! talk about The Boy in Blue? <laughs> Not really. <laughs> Can we just talk about horror movies instead? I mean, if I, if I thought you were going to be excited to talk to me about this, I would be more hype. But I know that this is a chore. So I'm like, basically... Like non sequiturating us to death. <laughs> nothing. I found nothing good about this movie. But what about his abdominals and pectorals? Because I saw photos that made me think that there was at least eight good things about the movie. Well, let's talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> Ned Hanlon 
is determined to become the fastest man on water. You don't know how good you are, do you? Sure I do. But first he's got to reform himself. Refine himself. This is making me sick wearing these monkey suits. Control himself. prove himself. Okay, uh, Rachel, you have the background this week. Yeah, and there isn't any. There's like literally <laughs> nothing about this movie on the internet. Like for a minute, I just had a panic because I was like, oh my God, like I had that, like I've gone to school and I have not prepared for the class play moment. And then I remembered there's absolutely nothing. There is mm-hmm. very, very, very little about this film. There's no background. There's no interviews. You can't even get your hands on this thing. The only yeah. thing that I was able to discern is that it is partially based on a true story. And I mm-hmm. didn't go into that because I assumed you're going to tell me about it in the synopsis (laughs) and i don't want to steal your thunder but there's nothing it's nick cage and chris Plummer, i believe Mm -hmm. so basically nick cage is like a down as luck canadian who is just naturally good at crew or rowing or because sculling or sculling because of his like criminal background right yeah exactly yeah he's like a he's a liquor smuggler and this like snowman comes along and like hey like i'll back you we'll go do races like kind of like sandbagging right like go out there like people are gonna bet on you and you'll go do it and then this like rich american played by chris Plummer, kind of takes interest in him but nick cage has this crush on chris Plummer's niece niece and that derails him. He's like really hot headed, so he gets distracted and he gets kicked off the team by Chris Plummer. And then this old guy who created a very special seat for the row machine, because usually, I guess, in oldie times, they used to oil their ass up so they would slide on the seat. Well, this guy created a seat that slid with your body instead of having your ass all oiled up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I've never, I never rode crew before. I've done it at the gym a few times. That's, that's the most you're getting out of me. Uh, <laughs> but then they make this big bet on Nick Cage and himself. And in the meantime, Nick Cage convinces the niece to leave her husband and marry him. And they blackmail the uncle into paying for everything and being okay for it. It's And then he beats the big, like, the Russian. My name is Russian, but it's kind of the vibe I got, like, the Mighty Ducks or, like, Miracle on Ice, right? The... I'm just imagining this turning into Rocky Four, and suddenly I'm sad I didn't see it. <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, he sails off. And the thing is, is, like, I, I did a little bit of looking into this actual character that Cage plays. I forget his name now. It doesn't matter. But he's actually really interesting. Like, he was a very good crew person, and he was very supportive of his community and trying to help other people get involved in crew and everything. And that was cool. My problem with this movie is it's about an hour too long. And um, we watch these movies for Cage. Like that is the reason, in case you didn't know the title, why we're doing this. And I did not find Nick Cage's character to be sweet mm-hmm. or inspiring. Um, mm. Mainly because it's like of like a how sports he- movie. That's like all you got to do. You got to root it. <laughs> Well, and that's the thing. Like, I couldn't tell if this movie wanted to be like a comedy, if it wanted to be a romance, if it wanted to be a drama, if it wanted to be like your cookie cutter 
like sports film. It, it was hopping tones all over the place. But the biggest thing is Cage treats the niece like shit, like right. grabbing her arm, yelling at her, like saying you're leading me on, and like he's hitting on her while he's like, like actively sleeping with somebody else, and like it's just very physical and like he's like very possessive over her when he has no right to be, especially like up front. And it just left me with like a really gross taste in my mouth. Mm. And so like, I couldn't, like I couldn't get into the romance story because it was like, it was like Heathcliff, but bad. <laughs> like that is not that, that barometer is broken. <laughs> Jesus. If you are South of Heathcliff, good lord it was just like there was this one scene where like she was talking to her actual fiance and he's jealous that she's doing it so he runs up and like grabs her arm and like drags her into the house and like is like berating her and like it is mm. like it really and it's like it's that tone and like it wants you to go on this romance journey with them it's like i don't want her to be with him whether he's like down as lucky as a person wants to cheer for i don't care about that and like I don't know. I just, I didn't like it. And I, I wanted to. Yeah. No, I, I, listen, me too. I, I found positive things about the, what was it? The best of times. Like there, yeah. we do our best to, to celebrate, celebrate the work of cage. But yeah. I like, if I'm promised like sexy washboard abs cage, I want it to be hot. I don't want to see him abusing ladies and then like no. being rewarded with said lady. That's, that's not for me. Yeah, and it's it was just I don't know, and like that's like the plot. Like, if you want a, a raw raw sports movie, there's better options out there, especially with yeah. Cage. Just watch Gone in sixty seconds. Right. I mean, I guess that's kind of <laughs> kind, kind of. of. <laughs> Are you Do a I Fast and the Furious person too? I, I've, I meant to I've ask never you seen a Fast and the Furious, which is shocking yeah. considering how much I love a stupid action movie. Yeah, I should be. I, I should have seen all of them. But I was too busy rewatching all the Mission Impossible movies because they're the best. And um, that's why I saw the new trailer. I didn't know if that was one of your favorites no. too. I mean, if you wanted to go on the journey, I would do it with you. I've just because I just because I love stupid action movies, and so I should like it. Yeah. But um, I have not really. I have not delved into the Fast and the Furious. Maybe because it's cars, and our cars aren't the same. Yeah, like I want to. Exactly. They're cool, but I want to see like like a human body in peril. <laughs> That's we'll what I'm looking. <laughs> I want like a. I want like a John Wick or a a Mission Impossible or like a anything Schwarzenegger in the '80s Commando. Like that's God. That's Commando is such a good movie. Uh, I mean, yes. I mean, no, but yes. <laughs> like that that's my speed but i would i would go there with you just because i feel like it's a weird pop culture like hole if I we have. decide to do it if you decide like, one night you're gonna sit down and watch it let me know and i'll do it with you we can we'll talk just marathon about it. that shit we'll just yeah. you'll drink oolong and i'll have coffee and <laughs> we'll just fast and furious our way <laughs> i'm into it because i'm guessing it has like saw level um plot holes and like oh, canon apparently Shmanon. no one ever dies except for what? Paul Walker. What? Yeah. Apparently everybody comes back. At some point, what? everyone comes back. What? Yeah. I'm just excited to get to Tokyo Drift where suddenly we're in J- Japan. That's That sounds awesome. Yeah. I think somebody I, I, dies I, there and then eventually they come back. Yep. Oh, all right. Well, maybe when we're done with Mission Impossible, we'll delve. 
delve okay. into the depths of uh, go, Fast and go, Furious. Go together with Vin Diesel, walk with him into the dark, like pitch black. Did you see he's doing another pitch black? Really? Yeah. Pitch black or Riddick? Riddick, but you know what I mean. Okay. It all watched, started with pitch black. Yeah, I watched the Riddick movie. I didn't like it because it no, wasn't it was terrible. pitch black. Yeah, it was not yeah. good. <laughs> no, none of them are good. None of them are good except for pitch black, which is excellent. Which is very excellent. That ending haunts me. It's good, dude. It's scary. It's good. It's good. Yeah. Yep, 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 yep. Acting. Uh-huh. How is um, la action? See, I'm wearing I'm wearing a beret and a French shirt. So I'm gonna bonjour it up. And my last name is say? Chateau. Uh-huh. What? <laughs> How what is la action? Say? He says Je ne regret rien. I'm sure that was really good. I sounded what did I just sound like? Not for better than I could have done. It means I have no regrets. Oh, cool. It's an Edith PF song. Is it is regret spelled properly or like in that one movie? Um, I mean, there's a lot of extra T's in here, so <laughs> you decide. <laughs> <laughs> this is nowhere near the best cage performance. Chris Plummer plays a good like mean old white guy really stretching there really yeah. going outside the box uh <laughs> the cast is not diverse the female characters have no agency i it's, yeah it's trad good. wife trad wife energy awesome yeah uh directing i kind of already hit on that the movie has no tone like i think there's a reason why there's nothing about it, no interviews about it like i think this movie could have worked if it had done even like a cool runnings kind of approach, like mm. comedy, but still knowing it's a sports movie that yeah. you have to have your underdogs go through challenge, go on your heels journey, right? Like, yeah, you just got to do a little bit. And this one, like, it just didn't work for me. The only reason why he, the only reason why he ever loses any races is just because like he's pissed off and he like rams his boat into somebody else. Like it, it's, that sounds just, terrible. <laughs> It was not good. And like, so Rachel was trying to find it and she couldn't find it. She's like, I can yeah. buy it for like a lot on eBay. It's like, don't do that. Don't I got do it. it. In the library. And yes. it's just like, it's just not worth it. You'll see where it falls in the rankings for me. But I do have a recommendation though. When we get to the, the which fans to recommend it for. So, okay. So you know. Perfect. I'm happy to hear that. Mm-hmm. My favorite cage line. Did you look yes. at it? No, I no. Of course. Come on. Well, you know, I don't do spoilers. <laughs> But you got to do it in so, cage voice. I, I want a performance. Let me feel like even though I couldn't get my hands on it, that okay. I, I did. Let me just <clears throat> hold on. Right, I'll get my get my high school acting back out. So he's talking yes. to the niece. Okay. And he's talking himself up. Mm-hmm. And he is uh, specifically talking about his member. And he goes, they say I look bigger with my clothes off. <laughs> that is the level of dialogue in this film. That is some deep measuring from the balls energy. <laughs> this movie was so bad. <laughs> I can't find it. It's like, don't, don't. Like, I, I know you're busy, and this is not two hours you can get back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I appreciate you. You can't took care of back. <laughs> I appreciate you. <laughs> and honestly, if the library hadn't have had it, we probably would have moved onwards from this yeah. one. So yeah, but now we can say we'll like collectively we'll have seen them all. At some point, there'll probably be one where you don't you aren't able to see it or you don't have time to see it, and I owe you one. So 
so I, it's fine. I do not mind. I like like we talked about. Like, I just like sitting here talking to you. So I, I like know. Really me, too. <laughs> me too. Me <sighs> too. So the Cage fan to which yes. I recommend, yes, is the Nick Cage Ogler. And that's why I was kind of saving this. You were talking about <laughs> like his physique. Mm-hmm. He is shirtless or in his underwear for like sixty five percent of this movie. Mm. And true to what people who row a lot of crew look like, he is shredded, and he's still <laughs> young. He's still young, Cage. Yeah. Um, and he looks really good. Yeah. It's like again, it is for me is like I like my female characters that have agency, and I like Nick Cage, so I don't want to see him be like a, a piece of shit to mm-hmm. women. <laughs> and so yeah, it's just like it's hard to kind of get into that. Yeah. You said you had one. Yes. Th- I'm recommending this to the dark web Nick Cage fans. <laughs> because you have to be like uh, 1990s uh, Matthew Lillard lover- level hacker to get your freaking hands on this thing. That's a deep cut. I like that one. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> so... If you ever watch it, we can readjust it. I am putting it second to last. Oh, second to last. I thought for sure it was going lasty. The reason why I have Cotton Club below it is because he was so buried the racism? in it. And oh. it was... It, <laughs> and that movie is just fucking... That movie is bad for... Many reasons. Many reasons. But the only reason why Boy in Blue is above it is it is a Nick Cage vehicle. That's, I feel like that's very fair, and I probably would have, if I had seen it, I probably would have agreed with that ranking regardless, because that, that I, rationale is perfect. But I would rather watch Best of Times 10 times before I ever watch Boy I mean, again. for the car wash scene alone. For the car wash You know what? Scene. I'm going to be honest. I've watched that car wash scene probably yeah. 10 times. You posted and it, and I watched it again. <laughs> I, that's why good. I was able to find it so fast, because I I, said, I haven't <laughs> technically bookmarked it, but my algorithm has, because <laughs> I've watched it. Anytime he comes up, I'm like, but have you seen this? <laughs> 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 it's hilarious it's amazing it, it, it really is good it, it truly is he was a national treasure from movie one from movie one who can say yeah. that even crispin TV glover is not national one. treasure level there mm, tv movie one tv movie one and back like before peak tv when tv movies really <laughs> sucked balls oh yeah. all right sometimes the best time. All right, let's head into the closing. love to hear from listeners if they wanted to email us there is a very easy way that you could reach us maybe you agree disagree maybe boy in blue is genius and we are just like a couple of morons who can't understand the subtle nuances of its genius you can or maybe you agree completely and you just want to say like hey girl hey you're smart Hey, girl, Larry, that didn't work. Anyway, you can email us at 
at nickcage at zombiegirls.com. Drop us a line. Uh, let us know what's up. And also, if you have some cool artwork of Nick Cage that you would like to submit, if, like us, you spend your days doodling pictures of his handsome face on lion's bodies and then putting your initials next to him in hearts, um, we'd love to see that. Yes. Dra- send it to us. We'll check it out. And it may end up as some of the artwork for an upcoming episode. Totally true. Mm-hmm. Draw the legend. Draw it. Take a picture. Send it to us on your phone. Carrier pigeon. Whatever it takes. We'll get it on there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like a uh, telegram. Um, a very, very detailed smoke signal. That's kind of cool. <laughs> <laughs> Take a picture out of the sky. What? Like put it in a can on a string and rig up something and send it to us that way? I don't know. What other forms of communication? Are- email? There's also email. Snail mail. Snail. Ooh, snail mail. I like it. Taking it back old school. <laughs> or, which apparently kids don't do anymore, you can pass notes in the hallway. Kids don't pass notes. Oh, I guess they just text each they other. They text. Isn't that, isn't <gasps> so the lost snack? art of the like origami e- like note is gone? It's gone. I remember folding those things. I thought it was super cool because me and my girlfriend would pass a notebook. Ooh. Until we got caught. <laughs> oh, there! Oh, that's a real paper trail you got going, like literal paper trail. Literal paper. We just passed out of the hallway, and we just passed the notebook. Oh man, I I loved passing notes. You felt so special too. when somebody yes. passed you a note, like, and yes. they were so stupid. Like they didn't never. There's never not. anything essential in there. No. But yeah, like passing notes was the best. I remember we used to hide them in like hoodies. Like we would put mm-hmm. the note in a hoodie and like pass the hoodie. Oh, so creative. I was terrified of getting in trouble. I, I, oh, I, I totally to... got in trouble. One time I wrote dick or vagina in a, in a note and gave it to someone and the teacher caught it and I had to go sit outside. And like they were basically like, you're a deviant. <laughs> I was just like, okay, I guess I'm a deviant. It was in fourth grade. Oh gosh! <laughs> yeah. I guess maybe I was a deviant. I don't know. <laughs> oh, I remember I tried God. to. I I I was like I sat outside and I concocted like I was like I know I'm gonna get out of this. <clears throat> I tried to tell the teacher that I was writing Dakota or Virginia. <laughs> it was a states related question. Believe it or not, the teacher did not buy it. <laughs> they didn't buy that one. No. 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 <laughs> no. I still remember just sitting there staring at my kids waiting for the teacher to come out and, and confront me about my dick or vagina notes to the night passed. That's really good. I really I like that a lot. Oh, I've always been a mess. What are you gonna do? To wrap up the episode proper before we get into the Patreon stuff, um, we have a special episode next month. Um yes. Uh, outline it, Rachel? Sure. Yes. So obviously March is a big, big deal in the Zombie Girls Podcast Network. We celebrate it every year. It is, of course, Women in Horror Month, where we celebrate the contributions and of women in the genre. We have a whole exciting um, social media campaign that we're doing where we're going to be lifting up a lot of amazing women who are working in the horror space, specifically like uh, fellow content creators. Um, And then we're obviously going to be covering some of their work. So we we took a look at Cage's filmography and he did do one horror film directed by a woman. And that is the film Between Worlds directed by Maria Pulera, 
that we'll be covering next month. I've never seen it. I'm not familiar with it at all. So I'm super excited to check it out. Yep. I got it from the library and um, I'm excited because it's, it's not very often where like, I don't know anything about a cage movie. Never heard of it before. I Googled Nicholas cage woman director and it was like, here's the one. (laughs) (laughs) So no, I I think it's, I think it's going to be fun. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. So I will I will hopefully be able to get some really good background on that one. I'll dig in and see what's going on with Maria. Oh, you want to do the background on that one? I mean, it's a woman in hormones. I'm going to do it. Okay. Unless sure. you really want to. Unless you really no, want to. Like, no, I don't want to, I I don't want to rob you from the joy of the experience. But I feel like I, I owe you after, like, basically not <laughs> doing the, any research for this one. You don't owe me anything. You, you saved yourself. It's like when you push someone out of the way, like you don't say. You put the mask on first. That's the key. When the mask drops, you put it, and then you put it on the co-host. Yeah, yeah. I, I, In this I, case, you put it on the co-host first. So actually, you yeah. did it the wrong way. So we're yeah, all gonna die. Thanks, Larry. To hold it over here. <laughs> <laughs> but no. But to make it up, I will do the vampire ones. Perfect. Done. You love vampires, so you're gonna. That'll be great. That'll be great. Yeah. Okay, well, that's all we got. Yeah, um, unless people are sticking around for the extended episode. And we got some fun stuff to talk about, too. I I have not really picked your brain about what you read, so I am very excited to hear your thoughts. Yes. But thank you for listening to us. Uh, again, the Untunded Case Show, once a month coming out um, next month, like Rachel said, Between Worlds. It's going to be a horror movie directed by a female. It's going to be great, great and fantastic. Uh, don't watch Boy in Blue. There is far better ways to spend your time. <laughs> uh, all right, perfect. See you guys later. Bye, everybody. So welcome to the extended episode. Yes, welcome. Um, welcome to Untitled Nick Cage After Dark, where things get weird. Before we get into the force innings, I wanted to run something by you. I'm not feeling very ragey. Are you feeling yeah. very ragey? I mean, yes, because everything is terrible. But, like, there's no... It's it's almost like white no noise of rage. Yeah, I'm in the same boat, and like, I'm honestly just happy to be sitting here and like recording. Yeah, me too. Like, and if yeah. if there you don't have anything to exercise, I don't think you have to go there just for the sake of the format. We have other cool, fun stuff to talk about. I would much rather spend our time talking about what you made me watch. So yeah. Oh my god, I'm dying.